Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast. We simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. and then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, we have children's ministry available for both services and if you need to get more information on the church you can go to calvarydivine.org. Today we're in the book of Mark chapter 14 verses 27 through 31. Here's the second half of this two-part study. But an angel after he's been resurrected and defeated death an angel uh, in Mark chapter 16, verse 6 and 7, it says, And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, uh, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell the disciples, and I love this, and Peter, and Peter, that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Hey, remember Jesus told you? He's going he's gonna to be resurrected. He's going to be raised up. And then he told you what? Go to Galilee. And the angels reminding them of that. And can you imagine in their heart as this she the shepherd is gathering the sheep back after the resurrection? Because he has instructions for them. Ready to send them out with the Holy Spirit. He hasn't given up on them. Just like he won't give up on us. Our second point, a prideful response. We see Peter in verse 29. And Peter said to them, Even though they all fall away, I will not. Now, a lot of times we can read this scripture. I want to make sure you get this. You read about pride and you go, Man, yeah, that's, that's pride. Very simplistic, right? It's a lot harder to deal with when you're deal with, dealing with it in your own life. It's a lot easier to go, man, that Peter. Oh, that Peter. Right? Oh, man. It's, it's easy, right? But do you want, I want you to understand something. Peter is, is telling Jesus, the Messiah, fully God, fully man, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. That's not how this is going to happen. And some of y'all do the same thing. No, Lord, this is not what I, I planned. I, this was what's going to happen, and that's not what the Lord has planned. And it's wrong. Because if God's sending you in one direction, you need to be obedient to that direction He's sending you. God is telling you not only, hey, it's, it's the Messiah that's telling you that you're going to be scattered. But, here's the second problem. Oh, Lord, you're not just wrong, but your Bible, your Scripture is wrong. He's reading from Zechariah. It's a prophecy that has to happen. 
And he's telling the Lord, not actually, you're not just wrong, but the Word of God is wrong as well. We need to be careful with that. And then he says, and they will all fall away. This is pride. Right there. Oh, those other disciples. <laughs> Not me, Lord. I'm good. Me and you are going to roll right on in. We got you. They may disappear, but I'll be right here with you. And that's why he said, Satan has come to sift you like wheat. Because sin has now come knocking at your door. In Proverbs 28, verse 26, it says, He who trusts his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Did y'all catch that? He who trusts his own heart is a fool. I don't know why it had to be a he. Because as men that most of the time, we step out without direction and we're trusting our own heart instead of trusting what God is leading us to do in our heart. And what did we talk about last week? The heart is, you know, foolishly wicked. Now, who knows it? Only God does. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. We all know the verse very well in Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before the destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I know most people can probably quote that when they're not even Christian. And yet, pride trips up a lot of people. And a haughty spirit as well. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, it says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. The only way that you stand is on the rock. That's it. You try to do anything beyond that, you will fall. You allow, that's what we talked about as we went through that summer series book about the flesh and the spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that empowers us to live this Christian life. And when we get disconnected from the power of the Holy Spirit, you do one or two things. You either feed the flesh or you feed the spirit. And, and the one that you feed the most, that's the one that wins. If you feed the flesh all the time, the flesh is going to win. If you feed the Spirit, being in God's Word, being in prayer, seeking the Lord, being in fellowship, you're feeding the Spirit. But which one do you feed? You know how we know when you're squeezed? When life squeezes you? Something happens and you start responding in the flesh. You've been feeding the flesh too much. And the last point we have is the prophecy of denial. We're going to get further into Peter's uh, <laughs> fall here as we look at verses 30 and 31. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Now, that word truly is what? We talked about this. It's amen. When you translate that in the Greek, it's amen. Jesus is saying amen at the beginning because he's telling you, you need to listen to this because this is going to happen. Amen, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Truly, I tell you. 
They'll be scattered. But you, Peter, will fully deny me. I never had anything to do with him. You'll fully deny me. And what we see is, is, is the, we have the, the choice of confidence in Christ or arrogance and self-confidence. In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who can believes. Who believes. See, all things are possible for one who believes, but not in your confidence, not in your self-confidence, but in the confidence of who? Christ. Of Christ. See, the problem in the church is we have too many people with self-confidence and not confidence in Christ. We're self-confident in the thing that we can do, but we're not confident in Christ that He's going to do it. And He takes the things that are impossible and He makes them possible. It's not us. That takes humility. And that's what a lot of people struggle with because pride rules their life. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, it says, For we are circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ and put no confidence in the flesh. Your confidence does not go in your flesh. It goes in Christ. I heard this from Raul Reese this morning as I was coming in from Somebody Loves Me Radio. And Raul said this in John 15, 5. I was like, that's in my teaching today. And when I hear something twice, I know I'm sharing that because that's from God. Y'all need to get this one because this is three times for me, so I know I need to hear it even more. I am the vine, you are the branches. Who abides in me and I in him, he that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. We can do nothing. It's not self-confidence. It is confidence in Christ that we need. The boldness and the confidence comes from our Lord, Je- our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we're struggling with the demands of life and the stresses that happen and the trials and the tribulation, it is Christ that defeated death. It is Christ that said, you will not have, I have to, I've overcome the world. That's Christ, not you. You have not overcome this world. You're relying too much on your flesh. But Peter says in verse 31, but he said emphatically. So he, he ratchets it, he gets a little more compassionate there, or passionate, and he, he's like, I, he said emphatically, if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same. So Peter dials it up another notch. He says, hey, look, I'll die for you. Now, me being prior military, I can understand that. You serve with a group of brothers, and man, you, you, you bleed together and you die together. And that's, that's I, I, I get this. But I don't want nobody saying it next to me who's not going to do it. Who, Once the bullets start to fly, they're going to be like, I'm out. Because that's what Peter does. He's in the foxhole with Jesus. Things are happening and he goes, I'm out. I'm gone. I don't see the disciples. I'm out of here. I'm getting out of here. He takes off. 
He speaks passion. He says, I'll die for you, Jesus. I will not deny you. But do you catch that last little part? And they all said the same. This is what happens when people are moved by their emotions and their feelings. Somebody comes in confidently, like, let's go to war. Boom, everybody's ready to go, right? And you'll have a bunch of people that are like, hey, let's go. Because they're being moved by their emotions and feelings. Well, wait a minute, why are we going? <laughs> What's the purpose? Did anybody, what are we taking? I mean, you ask, ask some questions here. But what happens is, is people, uh, you start crying out emphatically. You start crying out with emotions and feelings and people will follow. There are whole churches that are being led by emotions and feelings. Their teachings are topical. And they're emotionally driven. Their worship lasts longer than the, the teaching. The worship is a concert. It's to, to invoke an emotion. And yet, God has given you direction and He says, you know what, I don't want you making decisions based on your emotions and feelings, but based on My Word, based on prayer, through godly counsel, through the Holy Spirit, not your emotions and feelings. Because what will happen with a lot of people is they'll make, they'll make a decision based on their emotions and feelings. And then what do they do? God, where are you at? God never told you to go that direction. You put yourself in this hole. Now, He'll help you out. But He never asked you to go that direction. It's like the radio. We've been praying for the radio since we started the church. Because the radio... I don't think people understand. It's like the radio goes out and it's a way to evangelize. To share the gospel. We've been a part of Joe's ministry for radio for over 12 years on Word of Grace Radio on K-Dry at 5 o'clock every day. And it draws people to church, which is awesome, but it also saves lives for Christ. I, I, I've met, there are leaders in that church right now that have come because of the radio. And have been there for over, how long's Rick been there? Years. Rick was there 15, 16, 17 years, and he came because of radio. We prayed over that. We had one opportunity, and I was like, the Holy Spirit was like, no, this is not the opportunity. And, and we didn't go that direction. Now, I could have been driven by emotion and feeling. We've got to make this happen. We'll do whatever we have to do to make this happen. No. It'll, it'll happen in God's timing. I pray. Look, there will be people that, will, that are great motivational speakers that will be around you at some point in your life and be like, and they'll get you all pumped up and, and you need to, like, is this what the Lord is asking us to do? Take a moment. Can we pray about it? Can we take a night and just sleep on it and pray over it? Can I get with my wife? Because let me tell you something. I'm not jumping into anything unless my wife is, we're, we're praying together. 
She's my helper. I need her. And she's not on board and I'm not on board and, and we're going two different directions. Chaos will ensue. If I'm moved by motion and feelings and I'm saying, I don't care, we're going to do it anyway. Let the fall happen. My hands will come off the plow. I'll hit a rock for sure because I'll get to a place where my flesh can't handle it anymore. And we have to be careful with that. That's why I never want anyone jumping into ministry. I want you to do it because God called you to. We'll talk about times in the Bible where we'll talk about serving. And I'll tell you, I don't want you doing it today. I want you to take time and pray about it. When we talked about tithing, the only time we'll ever talk about tithing is when it's in Scripture. And I told y'all, what did I tell y'all? Do not tithe today because I don't want you doing it out of emotions and feelings. I want you to do it because God has called you to do it and led you to do it. And yet, as I was teaching, they were coming up. And I was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> but this fall was prophetic. This denial was prophetic. Because Peter will, as we get further down into the Scripture, we'll see Peter deny Christ. And yet, Jesus knows they will fail. And, and let me, can I tell you all something? When you do fall, or you have a son or a daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter and they fall, because they will, God, is, it's, they're, not, they're not surprising God. Okay? That's, that's one thing to remember. You're not surprising God. God knows exactly where you're at, what's happening in your life. He's all-knowing. He stands outside of time. He knows the very beginning of your story. He knows exactly when He's calling you home to be with Him. And you're not surprising Him when you fall. In Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, it says, What shall then, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can uh, we who died in sin still live in it? The thing is, is like because it's not a surprise, it doesn't mean that we just keep sinning. You have, to, you have to learn from it. My father always told me, Mike, learn from your failures. Try not to make the same mistakes over and over. If you learned anything from me in my life, don't fail on the same thing over and over. Learn from it. Allow God to show you how to overcome it because He overcomes it. Because you have no power over sin. And you may be sitting there pridefully saying, I'll never drink another drop again. You could put me in the bar and I won't drink. Okay? Wait till you're sifted. Because Satan will come after you and that pride. He knows you. He knows how to get you. Oh, I'll never look at pornography again. <laughs> Wait till you're sifted. Because it's God that has the power over the sin, not us. It's not us. And let me tell you something. If you're, if you're in your flesh, the, the, the devil knows exactly how to get you. 
he don't have to invent a new thing for you. He knows exactly if it's anger, he'll, he'll put you in a place to get angry. If you struggle with lust, he'll put things there for you to lust after. But one of the things I want you to understand is like when you have given your life to Christ, you've been redeemed, you are, uh, you, your, your past, your present, your future sins been paid for by the blood of Christ, you need to repent and get up. You're not hiding from God. David tells us that in Psalm 139 as he, as he talks about in, in verse 7, where shall I go from your spirit? He talks about, I can't flee in, uh, from your presence. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take my wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there you shall, uh, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me by night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day for the darkness is as light with you. There's a reason we have the song Amazing Grace that saved a wretch like me. It's because of the work that Christ has done on the cross. One of the things I don't want you to do is, is, is to beat yourself up. That's condemnation that does not come from, from God. You fall back into the miry muck. You repent. His hand is there to lift you up and put you back on the rock. And he's like, let's go. Let's get back to it. Put the hands to the plow. Put your eyes forward. Let's go. In Romans 7.25 it says, Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior. So then I myself serve the law with God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you might not sin. This is a big, a big part of the verse. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. But if any of you do sin, we have an advocate who sits at the right hand interceding for you. And we need to remember that in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, as we close up here. Consequently, he is able to serve to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He's always making intercession. He's always trying to provide you a way of escape. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you. Uh, that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. He gives you a way of escape. But you got to lean into it. You got you to gotta repent. You got to ask the Lord, help, help me up. Jesus has victory over death. 
We need to stop looking at ourselves in self-confidence. We need to stop focusing on our failures. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, it says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ, of His Christ, have come. For the accuser of the brothers have been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. The thing is, is did you get that? It's the accuser. And he accuses you day and night. There's a, a battle that happens around us. The enemy is trying to accuse you day and night. The enemy is trying to draw you away from God, draw you into sin. And if you're a follower of God, yes, you can't lose your salvation. But let me tell you something. He can draw you away and create distance between you and God. doesn't take much. But I love these verses because we see in the Scriptures that Jesus restores. That He was always making a plan of restoration. He was always making a plan of restoration. And even then when we see as we study further on, I won't go too much into this, but we know the story that Peter, Peter gets right with God. We know that in John chapter 21 as he asked him to feed a sheep. But I love that he called him a disciple. He said, disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put out his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. It's like he went back to fishing in Galilee. But he heard, hey, wait a minute, that's, that's Jesus. He jumps out the boat and runs to Christ. Knowing he denied Christ. And he failed. He jumps out the boat. Swims to shore. And then we know the story in John 21, 17 through 19 as he goes through the do you love me uh, portion of scripture. But I love at the very end he says, and he said to him, follow me. Follow me. It's in that moment that Peter's restored. And it's a reminder to us that, that we can have things that are going on in our lives and we need to remember that when we fall, we say something we shouldn't have said to our spouse or we say something we could have said better to our kids because it's going to happen and we need to repent. You need to move on and put your hands back to the plow and get back to the work of the Lord. In Psalm 103, 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. And I'll finish this with our last verse. I want you to understand, and this is a verse that you could probably say for yourself down the road. In, Mar in Micah chapter 7, verse 8, it says, Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. When you fall, rise. Repent. Be redeemed. When you fail, get up. 
Because it's a beautiful thing when Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5, verse 6, he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he might exalt you. Here we have Peter, who is prideful, now telling us to do what? To humble ourselves. To humble ourselves. Great piece of scripture today. Uh, We see that Jesus redeems and restores. And and we learn from the suffering and the struggles. And we learn from the failures. And so don't give up. God loves you. God will restore us and redeem us. And we need to keep our hands to the plow and keep moving. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.